0: Welcome one, welcome all. It is the NFC East Mixtape, Volume 56, the greatest crossover event ever presented to you in the history of mankind. A podcast that can be heard in four different places across the espionation universe. Blog of the boys for Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, fans, not just a single fan. hogshaven for Washington Commanders fans. Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles fan and fans, and of course, Big Blue View for New York Giants fans. I am R. Joe Choa from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation (BLG). Happy Tuesday
1: to you, my friend. Happy Tuesday, R. J. Just recorded the podcast on the SB Nation NFL Show. I know you care the most because you once referred to your own SB Nation nfl show i have two of them Look so please specify
0: which one so.
1: as the podcast when you were on one time so definitely living rent free in your head shout out to bear who's checking in this morning uh it's a good time to be alive rj
0: it is we're recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do uh you were kind enough um people who heard the 750 on the blog on the boys network on tuesday uh heard me say this i had a Uh, busier Tuesday than uh, usual so uh, shout out to BLG shout out to bear shout out to our YouTube audience as well people can watch this on the blog and the boys or bleeding green nation YouTube channels uh we have a lot to get to today so we have to keep the like you know um dilly-dallying to a minimum uh but a couple of things before we fully get started on the football talk uh first of all wherever you're listening Subscribe. Leave a rating. Write a review. Mm -hmm. Your preferred podcast network. We haven't said that in a while. If you're a Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Commanders fan, go to your SB Nation, uh, Team Blog, Podcast Network. Subscribe. Leave a rating. Write a review. Do what BLG says. The cross review. After you've done your own, go somewhere else. Share some love. You can write whatever you want in the review, but leave a five-star rating. And we have one of those today. Brandon, are you ready? I am so ready. Let's hear it. So this is a review from Blogging the Boys. Um, it's a few weeks old now, so apologies to Chip Kelly Ruined My Marriage, who left us a five-star rating. Um, it's rather long, so I'm going to try to you know, blitz through this, but the title is BLG. There are Eagles fans in Texas. Here we go. I just received an iPhone for work, and I was most excited about being able to write a review, and since you are legally required to read it as long as it's five stars, here we are. I've been an Eagles fan for as long as I've watched football, 2004 Super Bowl era, and got super invested when Chip Kelly became the head coach. A tease and peace to you. Uh, I've seen tons of ups and downs and have the great pleasure of living in a state where everyone is a fan of most of my most despised team. RJ Ochoa from many places, including here at Blog of the Boys, and most importantly, the greatest crossover in history, the NFC's mixtape, gives me hope that I can at some point talk to a Dallas fan that isn't delusional. His level-headed insight keeps me tuning into a podcast that is only one fourth-ish Eagles content. BLG. Shame on you from long ago, stating to the effect that quote, there are no Eagles fans in Texas, end quote, paraphrasing an offhand from months ago. It hit me to my core and has been plaguing me ever since your subdued realism is akin to Michael Kiss's Tell it how it is approach. And it keeps me listening week after week. But I believe we parentheses Texan Eagles fans collectively are owed an apology. Appreciate the content. Best of luck and go birds. Something, something Dallas.
1: I legitimately don't remember saying that Mm, in the context that that was in. Fraud. I don't. I will say, because you left such a nice review, I will apologize to you, and I guess all of the fans. I I don't actually... I'm pretty sure I've never actually maintained that position. I know somebody Um, from the
0: BGN um, network who doesn't believe in Eagles fans outside of uh, the city of Brotherly Love. I won't i won't name names i just i know somebody it's also mr misrepresenting what i believe in but sure i i it's not you it's all i'll say I, I won't name names but it's not you i i know that there's some 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 interesting thoughts happening um you know at uh at the bgn but anyway uh thank you to the review and again if you leave a rating we are legally obligated to read it. Uh, Brandon, before we begin our big show today, uh, you told me right before we started recording that you were doing today's Wordle. I haven't done it yet, so please no spoiler alerts, but I have a question for you if you allow me. Sure.
1: Is that the only hurdle that you do? Or like, are you, how how many hurdles are you up to at this point? Yeah. (laughs) Too many. Um, so I usually, I think I do start with Wordle, right? I'll go on to a hurdle, which is the, Oh, that's the listening one. Yeah. Okay because that one sometimes i just i try to just basically my goal there is do it one hit or not like i just kind of give up like I don't, I don't really care about getting it in two or three who cares if I, if i can get it on like the first note or so that's impressive to me some of the songs i just don't even know even when i play them full out i'm like i don't never heard of this song so it's kind of hit and miss i also do world all because i like maps and geography a lot so i'm pretty Whoa. good at that oh okay yeah, are you guessing. a quartal fan i do a quartal so Quirtle's that's the, good And then I'm I've just recently got onto the octurtle, octurtle, turtle, octurtle, um, where it's the eight different wordle things you have to solve, which I actually kind of think that's fun.
0: It is fun. I don't. What I don't like about the octo one is you're you have to move up and down the screen. Like I, what I like about the Quartle is it's all there, so you can digest all the information that you need. Are you a Weddle fan? No. Do you know what that is? No. It is. Um, this is like our segue into football. It's NFL. Version of Wordle. So what you do is I I'm gonna mess this up, but you have like six or eight guesses, and you have to guess a specific NFL player. And so you start off and you just pick a player, right? Like you know Dak Prescott. And then it tells you, um, what it like the green and yellow coloring. Mm-hmm. It's it's yellow if you're in the right conference, um, but not in that respective division. So like if NFC East were to be highlighted, it would be another NFC divisional player that you're looking for. Um, mm. if the position is yellow then you're on the right side of the ball uh, but it's not that particular position and then um, i think it has height age and jersey number and there are arrows so like it tells Mm -hmm. you whether the person is taller younger or higher lower in jersey number and so then you have to put together the player based on those particular clues um so the um for anyone that's curious it's Weddle. And, um, and, and so it's, it's somewhat easy. Like after, if you can, you know, cast a wide enough net on your first guess, um, you can kind of lock in, like it generally is like a three to four guess sort of game because the Jersey numbers really help, but they do have a hard mode. So the, the standard Mm. mode is, uh, as they refer to it, all like kind of fantasy relevant players. I know you're not a big fantasy player yourself, but the hard mode does include offensive linemen, defensive linemen, like all sorts of players all across the ball, special teamers, et cetera. So it's fun. It's, It's worth a try i'm playing
1: it right now um I'm, i haven't I'm done today so don't ruin it i mean okay
0: but it's it's fun it's interesting i believe there is also a war or war dole uh spelled w-a-r like the mm-hmm. popular baseball metric uh like wins above replacement um and so that i believe that's the same game but for major league mm. baseball players so yeah cool fun we good Yeah. Well, kind of. (laughs) Uh, So today we are going to start off with BLG's power rankings. He has a fresh new edition up at BleedingGreenNation.com. Quickly discuss where each NFC East team is, and then we are going to go because the schedule comes out later this week. This does not necessarily um, like we're not off our schedule. I know we are off constantly um, with the NFL news cycle, but this comes out on Thursday. We'll, of course, have you updated every team site, but BLG, a game that you like that I do is looking at each team's uh, schedule or opposition, at least by opposing quarterbacks. So we're going to look at all of the opposing quarterbacks that each four teams are going to face and figure out how many undisputed advantages each team has at the all important quarterback position.
1: Are you ready? Well, we're doing the the power rankings first. You said yes.
0: That's literally what I said. So, good job listening.
1: Okay, yeah. To I don't. No, I understand how, how you suck thing. a hurdle now, right? You just brought the other thing up, and I was like, okay. I'm so laying out the rundown
0: it? for the listener so they're okay. aware of what they're getting into today.
1: So, I feel like we should start from the bottom up in the power rankings. That's more intriguing. Bottoms up, Nicki Minaj. I think we all know who is last in the NFC, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. No, it's the New York Football giants who arguably in rj's eyes don't deserve the football title um the new york the, giants, title, the
0: official title is new york getting better at football once again giants
1: hmm, yes that's what they should say i have them at 25th overall so i just have so one, bottom two, third seven teams below them didn't some quick math right there yes i have them at 25 i have them just below the bottom Detroit fourth Lions. actually yeah just below the Detroit Lions at number 24 for context and just above the New York Jets at number 26.
0: I think that's fair. Um, And I think that that is kind of like, this is a weird way to put this, and I I hate kind of grandstanding statements like this. But if their season was akin to the 2021 Detroit Lions season, I think it would be successful. You know, like I know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know their, um, w- one of the uh, hosts on one of our shows on Monday brought this up. I don't know Detroit's record against the spread last year. I don't know if you can pull that up. Um, but it was pretty good. Yeah, it was much better than obviously their overall record. So, like, in, you know, say what you will about dan campbell like we're not here to like stand for him or anything but i mean like it was very clear and evident that there was a strong culture built among the lions last year uh an exciting one i don't know what that means for them this season but it was the right first step uh no big deal i drafted jamison williams in my dynasty league um you know i've already got cd lamb amari cooper and jamar chase so i can afford to take some time to chill so congrats to me but uh but if you if the giants had a season like that i'd be really impressed what was detroit's record against the spread
1: uh they were eleven and six. They had dude, the holy f- crap. Seriously. Yeah, fourth wow. best cover percentage of any team. The only teams ahead of them were the Cowboys at the top, thirteen That's and right. five. Uh the Bengals, fourteen and seven, and then the Packers at twelve and six. On the other hand, the New York Giants were <laughs> the third worst <laughs> cover percentage tied with the Jets at six and eleven. So literally on the opposite end of the spectrum there. One I of the only ideas- games they covered, by the way, their win against the Eagles. Uh I, I do agree with you that. If they had a lion esque season, that would be good for them. Although the quarterback thing is a little bit different. You know, obviously I think there's more expectation out of Daniel Jones this year than there was out of Goff next year. Cause there is, I don't think any, I disagree. At at what point have lions fans or the team really been like, Jared Goff might be our guy. Like, no, I don't think that's ever been the case.
0: I agree. But Jared Goff's like career hung in the balance last year and still kind of does this year. And, like, Daniel Jones will be, like, a QB2 somewhere. Like, Daniel Jones will be in the NFL for a little while, you know what I mean, at the very least. But obviously, like this is an important season for Daniel Jones, the person. But as far as like, if you're a New York Giants fan, I don't think there's any pressure on Daniel Jones this year. Like, I'm not trying to do the selling. Um, what are you talking about? Of course there is. This is like no, a make a big right year for him. Hang on, hang on. So like, again, I'm talking about if you're a Giants fan, I don't think there's like right. any. I don't think there's any pressure as far as your emotional attachment to Daniel Jones. And I like, and I think that's what was unique about golf. That's why I think the comp works really well. Because I don't think any Lions fans are like emotionally attached to golf. Do you, do you think a single Lions fan bought a Jared Goff jersey last year? I mean, I'm sure they did because <laughs> but, but, but anyway, so my, my point is I'm, I'm not trying to do the caping. Like the, 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 no, you know, 50 option options actually good for Daniel Jones. Like that's not what no, I'm doing. No, but I do think as a fan, it's liberating right like because because now you're, you're like you're liberated from like okay you know what this is either going to be amazing and then the team just has to figure it out or you know it's not and you know it, it like you've already accepted the bad with daniel jones like at this point you're at rock bottom you, you can the, you, like things can only get better with daniel jones it's kind of my point
1: i just think the giants have much higher hopes for daniel jones this year than the lions had internally for jared goff last year and moving forward I, doesn't, I don't think that means they're definitely all in on him 100% moving forward, but I do think there's more of hope that he can be the guy. So, point being, like, I, I just think there's more pressure on the quarterback to actually, you know, show something than there was for Golf last year. As much as like, there was just you wanted to see something from the team. I feel like as a Lions fan, whereas if you're a Giants fan, you definitely need to or want to see something from Daniel Jones to make you feel good about him. Um, so, I think it's a little different, but I get what you're saying on the whole. See.
0: maybe a future episode of the nfc's mixtape like and by the way our episodes basically just serve as like focus groups for future episodes it's just kind of like every episode around here um but a future episode is like maybe the top 10 people under the most pressure in the division and so like my point is the person with the most pressure on them within the new york giants organization this season is not daniel jones it's brian dable because brian dable Mm. you're supposed you're supposed to be the fix right? Like you're supposed to be the one we got an adult in the room. There's competency all around us now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Daniel Jones is here. Fine. We kind of believe in him, whatever, but he's a mistake of the past, right? Like he he's a mark of the past failures. Like Brian Dable, you're the commitment to the future. Like, and, and like maybe pressure is not the right word, but it's like, I was going to say necessity but that's basically the same thing as pressure but like they they need but like they need in their bones for Brian Dable to be good because if he's not then this is they're just swirling in the same you know sort of situation like like the 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 want and need I think should be greater for Brian Dable to succeed this year
1: more than Daniel Jones. So they're at 25 all the way at the bottom then we'll move up to the second to last team, the penultimate team in the standings. I don't know if that's how that works, probably not uh i can the, tell you how i learned what that word meant by the way how?
0: I, um Game Game of Thrones? Thrones. Yeah. yeah that was literally how i learned what that word meant
1: mm-hmm. so how did i know uh have i, I told you that before
0: because i tell that story
1: a lot maybe but also i just felt like that got used a lot because that was usually the the big like the episode big episode of, right yeah yeah that was like the best episode of the season typically not the finale right, but right. the one right before um which is kind of goes to my championship game theory like i think the championship game is often obviously better than the super bowl itself i think there's just more emotion baked in but that's a whole different point for another day i have the washington commanders at number 23 so just two spots above the giants here there's just kind of like a big Wait, where do you have them ranked 23rd i have okay. them just above the lions and just below the new orleans wow
0: Saints. the lions are basically in an NFC nfce sandwich
1: they are what what
0: kind of sandwich would represent us I think a good, like, big protein pack sandwich, like something with pastrami and corned beef.
1: Hmm. Maybe you get something. Do you get something from each of the cities? Like a, trade, <laughs> a trademark meat from, like, you know, so you get, like, uh, yeah, like a pastrami for, like, a New York deli. Maybe you have some, like, some brisket or some barbecue meat of some sort. Right, uh, right, overcases. right. You got a Philly cheesesteak, you got to mix mixed in there. Maybe maybe it's the roll, maybe Philly maybe, provides no, them. Check,
0: check me out. All right, so you've got this st- like um the pastrami and the kind of steak are your meats. The cheese from the Philly cheesesteak and the bread, right? Mm-hmm. And then some sort of like side, you know, you're better at this than I am. Like chips or, you know, fr- fried Something as your, you know, again, side dish here with like whatever coleslaw, dre- you know, dressing sauce that's really popular in the DC area.
1: I can't even think of what DC has to offer. They have a, there's a really good burger place down there, but that's not like specific to their culture. It's just, there's a good restaurant that they have. It's tough. I can't think what is like, I mean, they have, um, Ben's chili bowl. I guess if you want to put some chili on this, but like a a bowl of
0: chili on the side, that's what
1: we've got here. Okay. All
0: right. So anyway, so, uh, 23 is Washington.
1: 23 Washington commanders i saw tory smith defending his former teammate carson wentz oh, and no. i'm like tory Torrey. what are we doing man like Come i on. get he's your friend i guess um but like baltimore you don't raven to great
0: tory smith nothing else by the way
1: it's eagle super bowl champion tory smith who famously caught a pass off of the knee of a former cowboy keanu neal um i think the commanders there's so there's an interesting article right now up on hobbits haven rj if you haven't seen it asking if the commanders have like their best offense during the dan snyder era currently um so i mean no right i mean probably not i mean like what would the top one would probably be RG three, right? Like the RG three season that had to be the top That's one. That's the top
0: individual quarterback, but man, dude, like the Oh seven Washington team. Like at that point, it already moved on to Jason Campbell. Right. Um, who was qualified, you know, at the time, Obviously, I like Jason
1: Campbell. I thought he was a little yeah, under like,
0: Rick. like it, it was working really well. So like, but, and I think Clinton Portis was still around. So you're talking totally. about you had Jason Campbell, Clinton Portis, santana moss i think antoine randall was there uh uh chris cooley like chris that was uh you know like you know that like that's a kind of a loaded team you know mm. I, and that '06 team went to the playoffs you know like they're you know i think i think sometimes this like we're starting to see this with like people of quote unquote, our generation, we kind of like forget anything that happened before like 2011. You know what I mean? It's like nothing. And who can blame us? Right. (laughs) Right. Like nothing from then like really matters. Um, like that's actually the best way that nothing before television was in HD is like remembered by anybody ever. So, uh, this unfortunately falls in that spot. Um, so, but I don't think so. I, I, I would say the O 16, I'm going to pull them up just to be totally certain. Um, since you
1: didn't, while I was talking. I mean, the Washington has some, you know, question marks on the offensive line. You lost Brandon Scherf. Um, Carson Wentz is your starting quarterback, (laughs) which is like, it's an issue, man. He's not going to be the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. It's not like that. It's not that you're getting the 2020 version of him. No one is really saying that. But, I mean, people like to say he was actually good last year. It wasn't as bad as people think because of the numbers or whatever. But like we talked about it, the Colts are running the ball so much. They're mm-hmm. to, to be able to rely on Jonathan Taylor like they did, and you can't just discount that meltdown against the Jags. Like you can, you can't just be like, "Oh, it's one bad game at a bad time." Like no, that like that stuff matters. And a big bugaboo with Carson Wentz is like he hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet. He's only been healthy for like
0: he's, he's like literally never played in the playoffs to be like clear.
1: nine snaps, whatever it was in 2020 when the Eagles played the Seahawks. Before Devontae Clowney had it out for him. I mean, that was like it, it was definitely should have no, been. There are lesser hits that have been like penalized. So, and I was, for I was
0: off one year, by the way, on my uh, it was the 07 team that I was thinking of again. Starting offense Jason Campbell, Clinton Portis, Mike Seller, Santana Moss, Anton Randall, mm. Chris Cooley, Chris Samuels. Um, the great Jason Fabini at right guard. Uh, like that, I would put that ahead of this team. Who was they, coaching they finished, them? This was Joe Gibbs. Mm, okay, last the second, season.
1: the second era the second right uh, last season
0: before who followed joe gibbs the second time was it zorn yep
1: man jim zorn (laughs) uh i i can never forget that graphic of the like convoluted play calling system they had where like this guy related into him and then he talked to this guy foxley loves showing that graphic and i love that graphic because it was like just so insane Um, uh anyway
0: but i do think i like i think the the meme of who this team is has overtaken people's objectivity when it comes to them mm. sometimes ours um sometimes like I do think they are better
1: because they, better than what they were
0: last I, year let me, let me say this this is their best team offensively like on talent on paper or whatever how you want to put it since Kirk Cousins was their quarterback and I realized oh. <laughs> Kirk Cousins I realize oh, I'm Brandon oh Kirk he sucks oh. but um <laughs> but like I do think there is a modicum of stability with Wentz there's, like, it's not great, but it
1: is stability. Is an interesting word to choose.
0: <laughs> I know, but, um, but it, I do think at a certain point, it's just too much. This it, it's, it's, you're just battling too many things. Um, so, and, and, you know, Ron Rivera has done a great job literally, of trying to turn around their culture, but it's just, it's too wide of a turn. You're, like you're trying to turn like a massive ship, 180 degrees and you just can't. In In one fell swoop, and so um I think they'll be better. I think they'll be more competitive, however you want to put that, but
1: I don't think they'll be legit. they got worse in the trenches. I just Carson once will have some good games, I'm sure, especially as they're playing worser teams, worser worse teams, more, uh, worse. more worse, worstest, worse off, worse off, I think. I, I just how do you see we talked about it at the time of the trade and that's what I'm going back to how does how do you see the Carson Wentz situation going well there for of all teams and giving his story like how, how do you possibly see it like I could see him beat the Eagles once because of course that'll happen but I mean that I, might be the highlight of their season honestly I will
0: say this and then we should move on because we've been talking about Wentz a sure. lot but and I mean this totally seriously so anybody who l- does listen to the SB Nation NFL show first of all we love you but you have heard me drag the indianapolis Colts. blg has tried to jump on my coattails um uh, and pretend i like have he's a been cult criticizing creator. them um, since
1: they traded for carson wentz
0: i will say this the fact that chris ballard is continuing to like run over and back up and run over carson wentz i think makes me somewhat believe in in carson in in mm. the like most loose possible way. Did you hear what Chris Ballard said to Mike
1: Florio last week on his podcast? I did hear it. It was something to the effect of that, the they would have moved on from him, even if they had beaten the. Yeah,
0: dude, it's like like let bags. it go, Chris. Like I I have no idea why Chris like insists on dragging this dude. It's actually this is it's more well, than you lame. You do know why?
1: You do well, you do know it's, why?
0: It's to save himself, but right. obviously, but like it's more than lame and, and it's more than unprofessional. It's just mean. You know what I mean? Like and and that's I I mean so the I in a in a very very weird way respect Carson Wentz for just staying quiet and and maybe you know that that comment blows up in my face and when there's like a tell all moment like Carson sits down with like i don't know GQ or something in a few months and and tells his side of the story but i do somewhat for now respect that he is just letting that team take their shots and i so i'm i'm curious is kind of the best way to describe this
1: okay so we'll move on from Carson Wentz and go on to the team that is second in my power rankings when it comes to the NFC East it's not the Philadelphia Eagles, RJ. Mm-hmm. It's the Dallas Cowboys at number thirteen. Mm-hmm. I have them. Holy just... crap! You you
0: better not have the Eagles in your top ten. That would be absurd. I BLG, have the Eagles were the fourteenth team in the playoffs last year.
1: I have the Eagles one spot ahead of the Dallas Cowboys at number twelve, and then I have the Cleveland Browns. That just
0: is not. Is not like
1: soundly put together. That's and... just not. And the Cleveland Browns right under the Cowboys at number 14. The Eagles so
0: arguably have the worst quarterback in the division. So let's not like, talk. There's, there's no way that like you can put them this high, like, like forget where the Cowboys are. There's no way the Eagles are the 12th best team in the NFL. No, so
1: let's, let's go through and talk about the Cowboys first, because we're going in order from bottom up. And I just think it's been a bad, bad vibes off season for the Cowboys. Basically, every I don't even turn. like, I don't, I think like leaning on the
0: vibes is, is silly like don't, you don't have to lean on the vibes, vibes <laughs> it's, just, it's just been a bad off season all
1: that matters and,
0: sure i agree like i think the cowboys are worse at a lot of positions where did the um, cowboys
1: get better stats asked that on the podcast today and i thought it was a good question um can you answer it <laughs> i mean an you could
0: you could say that they are better Defensively, just be off the Where? like, uh, well, like generally speak like Micah, like they're better at outside linebacker or middle linebacker or wherever Micah's playing. Edge How pitcher, is that like, better? Well, yeah. I mean, because he's, he's better, right? Like he's dear two Micah.
1: Okay. I, but I, like significantly better. Well,
0: you're asking the question. So you, an yeah, you, you going to answer. He might get worse so, like, though. He
1: might get worse because like, but, like, he had in, such a great season. He, he might, but like on the regress and in, still be a very good
0: player in, in like, theoretically speaking, he's better by having experience, right? Like he is similar to me, similar okay to the way i know you're gonna love this uh to like jason tatum like jason tatum shows up and he's like amazing you're like this dude's gonna be a superstar and i know there was like some you know regression because that's natural right like but jason tatum is like a superstar and so that's how i feel about micah like there might be this regression from a statistical a volume standpoint but i do think he's better just by proxy of being in his second year in the nfl so like that is the answer like to answer the question they are worse um in other ways or in other positions in the same way right like they're worse at left tackle because tyron's a year older right like they're worse at right guard because zach is a year older but like those are kind of status quo best worse um they're not marginally better in any way not a single one um they're worse as far as their starting receiver group like at least when they're in 11 personnel, because I really like Jalen Tolbert but Amari Cooper's gone. You know, they're worse at along the offensive line as a whole because you're down Connor Williams and Lyle Collins. Even if Tyler Smith is a baller, I mean, it's you know, you're you're putting this thing together with duct tape and glue. Uh they're, you know, probably worse at their other edge rusher position without Randy Gregory, although he was he missed some time last year so you can kind of play that picking game, but I mean, there is you know, generally speaking a sense that they're worse. Um, I don't think any Cowboys fan would disagree with that. However, Mm. they have the best quarterback in the division, which covers up basically all of that relative to this specific division.
1: 20 years, almost the last time a team in the NFC East repeated as division champions. So I think to just definitely have the Cowboys at the top is not unfair, but it's also not like, I don't think it's insane to not have the Cowboys on the top under that premise that, Things tend to be cyclical or fast changing in the NFC East. That's why I have the Eagles at the top. It's not that I fail, feel amazing about the Eagles. Ability. If you're going to have the Eagles at the top, I think having them like 16 and the
0: Cowboys 17 is more fair than okay, both 12, then, 13.
1: But like, that's fine. I mean, so the teams right below the Eagles and the Cowboys for me are the Browns, who I admittedly have a hard time ranking, given Deshaun Watson's, you know, the yeah, question nah, marks I mean, about his availability. I, right? I, I, could, I could bump them up ahead of the Eagles and Cowboys. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do with them. And then I have the Patriots right below them, and I have the Titans below them, and I have the Colts right below them. So if you want to put all those AFC East teams, or some of them above the eagles and the cowboys i don't know again this is it's more about tiers than the individual rankings this is kind of a big middle the eagles are part of that big middle i think they're on the higher end of the big
0: middle i don't think so Like i mean because they have they have a, a better you know interior defensive lineman on first and second down like you know because because they have another receiver for Don't read the jordan for, davis because they because they, they have another receiver for jalen hurts to to
1: miss entirely like well, like that's, a, like, that's jalen hurts like, is a really big question mark that is not that much is no definitely but like acknowledged. like
0: that's what i'm saying like they have arguably the worst quarterback in the division is that not no. unfair to say
1: i think that's unfair i think you're giving I, daniel jones think, way too much credit i think daniel I, jones might have a higher ceiling than jalen hurts but i think if you're looking at floor you have to give jalen hurts a higher floor than daniel jones has
0: I think he has a higher floor in terms of his individual accomplishments. So like, and I don't mean to make this about this, but like, if you're talking about who they are as fantasy players, like, and I I know you're not saying that I think Jalen hurts has has, certainly has a higher floor, but as far as, and this sounds lame too, but as far as like leading their teams to victory, I think they're comparable. I, I mean, Jalen hurts. I don't. I would say the Jalen Hurts traps his offense more than any other quarterback on the NFCs.
1: It's a problem. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. But that being said, they're really good at the, doing the thing they're being trapped in. Because but they're they really good at best- doing
0: that thing and spent a really valuable resource and a lot of money on a thing that isn't that thing. So I mean, if they're like you know depending on the other thing and he has to do that thing which he is not good at, then that is not going to end well for this team.
1: Well, I think that limits the teams ability to compete for a championship but i don't think it limits their ability to necessarily win the nfc east in a in a year where they don't have a lot of great quarterbacks on the schedule which we will get to here in a minute so i'm gonna
0: go out on a limb you ready for this you tell me if you want to if you want to take me on this i will say that kenny galladay and Kadarius tony both
1: <laughs> who might catch not a, even be on the giants
0: catch a touchdown this season before AJ Brown does. No. So you disagree. That's what you're saying.
1: Uh, you're you're saying and Kadarius Tony has to be in the Giants in this situation. Right, 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 right. So, so if, he, like if he's
0: not, then this is only applicable Kendall to Bay. Kenny Galladay. Right, uh-huh. right. So like it's like, you know, Kenny Galladay, New York Giants receivers, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony will both have a touchdown reception this season before AJ Brown does.
1: No. AJ Brown will score and I think we're going run. like
0: three games without a touchdown for AJ Brown.
1: Mm. Nope.
0: Okay. So we're, we're we're looking at the combination of a team that runs the ball more than anybody else and a quarterback that is worse at throwing the ball than just about every other starter in the NFL. And we think that like, this is money that he's catching a touchdown.
1: I don't think it's just about Jalen hurts. I think there's a lot of strength on this roster in the trenches where again, quarterback admittedly big question mark, but I think there's talent elsewhere on the roster and we saw it last year. And again, ability to beat up on the worst teams that this team will it. Th- I just be think it. if you looked at, if the NFC East was a, a sitcom, right?
0: And in the beginning was the, like, the the theme song of the NFC East, you know, maybe the mixtape, but, you know, and it had all the, like, you know, the characters, like, being shown in the cut-ups, whatever. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is the main character. Of all of them, he's the worst. Of all the main characters, he is, is the least reliable, least dependable, like, you know, most flagrant as far as potential to ruin and derail a season, and so like I don't, I, you I cannot, think that's Carson Wentz. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, like
1: I, we I just think, saw it. We just saw him melt down in epic fashion.
0: I don't think we saw him melt down in epic fashion. Like alone, like he was not. That's like, the, do you know that the Colts let the Trevor catalyst. Lawrence march up and down them like on his first possession of the game, he like the defensively. Catalyst. Like the, the, the mighty can... Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner and this whole Colts defense that Carson Wentz has nothing to do with. Like, again, I hate that. I have to keep for Carson Wentz to a certain degree, but he was not alone in his
1: meltdown. Is he gave him doing. some short fields to work with too. Cause he kept turning the ball over. He did again. Carson
0: sucks, but he is not the only person that sucks. And if we, assume I, I i think carson has a better like defense to play you know opposite of him than Eventually. jalen hurts does well, and so i, I mean like w- if, like there's going to be some regression back to the mean for washington right defensively this year because they went all the way to the other end last year they so, caught on like, like halfway through the season they right, started right. to be more like themselves yeah i i don't know i i'm i'm not quite there yet but i'm kind of you know I'm, i might be willing to take the commanders to finish higher on the division than the mm. eagles well, you, well, I mean,
1: you have the Giants winning the NFC, so.
0: I know. It's going to be Giants, Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles. That's how it's going to go. So.
1: Okay. So,
0: um,
1: okay. Uh, are we done with the power rankings? or do We you have are. Anything else?
0: Okay. Uh, so, the last little bit of the episode today, uh, because the schedule comes out on Thursday. BLG, do you have any predictions, by the way, for Eagle's schedule? The Eagles
1: are playing the Vikings on Monday Night Football, right? Week two. Dustin Jefferson coming to Philly for the first time. His first game against the Eagles since the Eagles passed on him to take Jalen Rager. Instead. I
0: guarantee you, Jalen Rager scores in that game. I, I mean, guarantee. You. He might
1: not be on the team by then. Who knows?
0: Okay. Um. But um. Do you have any other predictions? Uh. No. I have one prediction. Um. I made a TikTok about this. I've been I've been TikTok. Wow. I, I was talking to you about this. Uh, so we're recording this Tuesday morning a little bit after it was announced that Tom Brady is going to be the lead analyst for Fox, uh, whenever he's done playing in a thousand years. Um, and, uh, that means he's going to be in our lives for a lot of football because Fox has the NFC package. And so we're going to get a lot of Tom Brady someday. Tom Brady's going to call the Cowboys Eagles game. It's going to be you, me, and Tom Brady PLG. Anyway, uh,
1: so I have a quick point to make regarding your TikTok. Um, You know who wouldn't really be into TikTok a lot at all? Uh, I don't. It would be uh, Captain Hook, you know, from Peter Pan. Because the crocodile is named TikTok. That has the clock in it. The one that's like trying to eat him. He wouldn't be a fan.
0: So anyway, um, my prediction, um, Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game this year. Is on Fox. By the way, the last three times the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game was on Fox, um, it was against Washington, and um, so we'll see. You know if, but uh, anyway, did you know that Fox. was the crocodile's name? By the way. I did not i didn't even Sorry. remember the crocodile existed. Yeah. um so uh cowboys thanksgiving day game is on fox cowboys host the buccaneers this year the thanksgiving day game on fox is especially when it's the cowboys generally fox's biggest regular season game of the year what better way to like usher in the new like tom brady era than to have their future top color analysts in their biggest regular season window of the year against the dallas cowboys america's team cowboys bucks thanksgiving that's my prediction
1: I just want to get it on the record before the schedule comes out because I know it's not going to happen. And I've said this to you privately, so it's not a new take that you haven't heard. I think we haven't had Eagles Cowboys since like 2002 or something. So like, or 2000, it's been like over 20 years or like over as 20 the years. the opener. You didn't say it yeah. right now. But Sorry. Yeah, as, as, the opener. as week one. It's just, I I guess there's reasons for doing it in terms of like wanting it to be a primetime game or whatever. But like, it doesn't like, it's, it needs to happen more within zero times in 20 years it's like it's a top rivalry it should happen it, and especially because they always save it for week 17 18 now in today's nfl I've, and there's been so many meaningless eagles cowboys games in the past few years
0: that's something i've talked about forever is in the in what well, it can't be the Wentz era, but like in the Dak era which is a long time now the first game in philly Uh, was week 17, and Dallas had clinched the one seed, so it was meaningless. The second year, 2017, it was in Philly in week 17 when Philly had clinched uh, the number one seed. In 2018, they finally did play in Philly um, it, with legitimacy. Leighton Vandrish picked off Carson Wentz, and that was the Zeke hurdle
1: game. Early, it's uh, November, right after the trade deadline.
0: Right. That was when Jeff Heath stopped Zach Ertz. Jeff Heath owns uh, Zach Ertz, by the way. Uh, 2019, the game in Philly had the juice. Like, it was, you know, ooh, big, but Dak had the hurt shoulder, and so it really wasn't whatever. 2020 obviously got ruined by, you know, Dak Prescott's injury. That was Ben DiNucci in Philly. And uh, 2021 last year in Philly uh, was week 17 was
1: a preseason game. Yeah, it
0: was nothing. So like we have not really had Cowboys Eagles in Philly. Like I would posit this needs to happen in Philadelphia with legitimate meeting in a very, very, very long time. I would say the last Cowboys Eagles game in Philly that like I was pumped for was 2014 uh when when mark sanchez was quarterback Dez had the three touchdowns on nolan Carroll. like that was big that was like the division was on the line and dallas separated that night
1: yeah it was a prime time game too yep. um yeah, I just think there needs to be a week one Eagles-Cowboys game. I think there's no better way to start your season than with a division game because it's it's huge if you win to get that leg up early on to be 1-0 in the division to start the year. And it's also devastating if you start off the year 0-1 and you feel like you're already in a significant hole more so than if you don't, you lost to an AFC team or something. So I think it just adds instant juice to the season. And again, just even re- disregarding all that, just to make the game a guaranteed meaningful game in the season avoiding like you know let's say Dak getting hurt and the season being over, like you know I just think you need to get it in week one we're overdue for it
0: I will say and then we're about to move on to the subject um, and this is like generally not just Cowboys or Eagles I think it's dumb do not give any team two divisional games in weeks one and two they're so important like fine you want to give them one in the first two weeks I'm totally cool with that but to give them a third of their divisional games in the first two weeks of the season is completely unfair and and, it can work both ways like in 2015, Dallas had uh, divisional games in the first two weeks. They beat Philly in week two when Tony Romo got hurt and that, game. but, but that's what kept them alive what, throughout Romo being hurt was the division was bad and they were two and O in it. And that, that just like kept them, kept them, kept them in the mix. What the uh, exercise was, although I think Brandon did it incorrectly, was to look at every team's opponents and see how many games each team Cowboys, commanders, giants, and Eagles have, the 100% quarterback advantage in the particular
1: contest. Did you do this effectively, Brandon? Uh, I thought you were coming up with this when we were talking about it. So So I did.
0: Um, So we can go in ascending order. So... um, I actually marked the games where I am one hundred percent convinced the quarterback in question, so for the divisional teams, uh, is at a disadvantage, or rather the team is at a disadvantage because of the, the quarterback matchup. So for the Giants, uh, the quarterbacks they are playing, and I'll rip through these quickly: Sam Darnold, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Locke, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, and then the divisional ones. And there's a lot of crossover here because of the way the schedule works. Um so Uh, And by the way, these are all projected starters. Right. Uh, But the quarterbacks who I think the Giants 100% have a disadvantage against. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, disadvantage. I mean, this is the way I marked it. So Aaron Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and then all six games against the division. Okay. I know I talked about Daniel Jones, like maybe being like in contention, but like in the overall, I think I'm willing to give them six losses. I I might be surprised by something, but
1: so you so said you added Matt Ryan uh, one two in there. three four
0: yeah that's 10 games that i think the giants are at a disadvantage from a quarterback
1: yeah standpoint. i mean i think you know you could really you could quibble over the bears you could quibble, quibble over jacksonville depending on how much you might le- believe in trevor Lawrence. Right, right, or right, right, right. but i don't yeah i don't know if that's clear
0: so that gives them one two three four five six seven games where they are at an advantage from a quarterback standpoint and you're right there's like a plus minus of like two games or whatever but um yeah, you know, that's just life uh are we ready to move to washington, washington commanders so these are the again i'm not going to rip through all the quarterbacks uh because they're most of the same but the games the commanders are undeniably at a disadvantage from a quarterback standpoint aaron Rodgers, which is the case for every team by the way mm-hmm. uh, if that wasn't going to be obvious deshaun watson although that's pending because right. we don't know if they'll play him obviously uh but um so deshaun kirk cousins I, I, you know, I was just defending Carson, but I love me some Kirk Ryan Tannehill. I included as an advantage over mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, uh, Dak Prescott twice. And I gave Jalen hurts. Okay. Once I split them, um, you know, just cause you never know how that's going to go. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, which means 10 games that Washington undeniably has the quarterback mm. advantage. These are the quarterbacks. I think Washington has advantage in Marcus Mariota, Trey Lance, which, yeah, you know, maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? Matt Ryan. I think, I think Carson Wentz is superior to Matt Ryan. That's why I think the Colts are big time losers. Uh, arguable, Jared Goff, okay. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, um, Daniel Jones, and Jalen Hurts once.
1: Yeah. I think that's all. Yeah, fair. I would, I would like, say I would give Matt Ryan the advantage, but fine. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, ready for the Eagles? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I'll go through. I'll go through the Eagles and Cowboys ones one by one. Um, so, Jameis Winston, I think Jalen Hurts mm, has the advantage. Interesting. I think Jameis has the higher ceiling. Right. Um, so, like, like Jameis could have like 400 yards. Okay, you know but what I mean? he can also but, throw um, like four but, interceptions it, in that game. Right. Like on average, I'm taking um, I'm taking Jalen Hurts there, uh, just because like that game is going to be like Jalen Hurts like running for two hundred. Yeah, yards he, he's beaten Jameis the
1: Saints twice. Like he owns the Saints, right?
0: Aaron Rodgers, obviously a disadvantage. Kyler Murray, a disadvantage. Mitchell Trubisky, and we'll see. Maybe it's Kenny Pickett. Who knows? A lot of, a lot of that depends on the time. What's Is this the Keystone Bowl? South this
1: some is? would say. It's Keystone <laughs> State Bowl, yes.
0: Um, okay, I'll give that one to Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins, I give the edge over Jalen Hurts. I know that makes you so happy. Oh, so you're taking Hurts over Cousins?
1: I'm okay. taking Cousins
0: yeah. over Hurts. Okay. Um I'm taking Tannehill sure. over Hertz. As well. But the Tannehill thing is interesting because it could again and like that's an interesting one. And so is the cousin I mean, no, not cousins, but Tannehill relative to the whole division. Will some of these teams get Malik Willis? Will one of the teams get Malik Willis? You know, we just don't know. But uh, but anyway, I give Tannehill the advantage. Matt Ryan, I, I take Hertz over Matt Ryan, Goff, Lawrence, Fields, Mills. Um, I take Dak both times over Hertz. Um, I'll take Hertz both times over Daniel Jones again, despite what I said. And like I said, these split. So how person.
1: many games do the Eagles have the disadvantage?
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, twice against Dak, that's six, and then once against Carson, okay. that's seven. So I gave the Commanders and Eagles both 10 games with the quarterback advantage. All right. And uh, finally, the Dallas Cowboys, this, um, you know, well, yeah, you're, you're going to love this, but um, so I will, I will give the following quarterbacks the undeniable advantage over the Cowboys here in these games. Tom Brady, future Fox analyst, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow. That's it. I think like if you want to quibble about Matthew Stafford, we can. Like I whatever. Yeah, I but, like, would say Stafford. i I think, I think you I think have to give him that. It it's a sure. I think that's a push. Like you can go back and forth. Like, I don't want to waste the time like talking around in circles and circles and circles, but so fine. Even if you did, that'd be four. But I'm taking Dak over Cousins, Tannehill, Ryan, golf, Lawrence Fields, Mills, and then all six divisional quarterbacks.
1: So how many disadvantages for the Cowboys then? What's the number? Six. six. Okay.
0: So, t- so t- eleven advantages for the Cowboys, ten for both the Commanders and the Eagles, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for the so you- So, if you go off, if you go off of this, that would be eleven wins, so to speak, for the Cowboys, ten wins for both Philly and Washington, and seven wins for the okay. And so, like, I think doing this exercise, this is my like meta take. I think the NFC East is back. All right, like that backpack, but think like all of these teams, all of these teams get to play the Justin Fields led Bears, the Jared Goff led, uh, led Vikings, the you know if you want to call it Ryan Tannehill led Malik Willis led Titans, the Trevor Lawrence led Jaguars, the Davis Mills led mm-hmm. Texans. That's five games right there that I think you can almost like in a weird way, maybe if you remove the Titans, it's almost kind of slam dunk give the entire division. Sure. That's crazy. And, and then, like, there's going to be some cross-polling. Like, I think this is a division where, like, I think the, like we could have the lowest win team have seven wins. And I think the, the take in December will be like, man, the NFC East is back. It's not back. Just they played each other. They played the AFC South. And they played the NFC North. And they all lost to the Packers. Like, that's, that's really what this is. You know? And, but it will look like they're back.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, the NFC beast, if you will.
0: Oh. I just came up with that.
1: On the spot. Wow.
0: What is another pun? Like what rhymes with beast and least? NFC feast. Use? Oh. They're NFC, eating everybody.
1: Or they're being eaten? Um NFC yeast. Because they're baking rhyme, and they're rising.
0: We, should, we rather, It doesn't rhyme, but we should both get vests and call it the NFC Vest. What? So, like, not because like, like, V would be V's, yeah, that doesn't make sense, but like, the well, then that's like the NFC West. Where are these vests? Mm. How about the NFC? Um, NFC,
1: I'm looking at my keyboard here to see if there's anything I know, me too. Um, NFC weast like, Patrick, yeah, Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants once thought West said Weist. I think I got it. Yeast, because uh, the... it rises. Uh Beast. Feast. Yeah. Uh Feast
0: is the There's best. There's no one. other really word um, that
1: it would begin with like ceased, but that's like c e a. That's spelled differently.
0: Yeah. Um no, That's like
1: when feasts. we need to just stop. Holy There's crap! No,
0: I got it. I got it. If the Cowboys play a division rival on Thanksgiving, that's the wow. NFC
1: feast. That could happen. <laughs> I, that, that, was, that was potentially going to be my schedule prediction when you asked for one. I could see the Eagles playing on it's been a while it's been since what 2015 14 14. Well I thought it was 15. Didn't they play back-to-back? No, sorry. Okay. The Eagles played on Thanksgiving back- to- back. They didn't play the Cowboys back to- back. They played the Lions in 2015 after they played the Cowboys in 2014. but yeah, I could see the Eagles being on Thanksgiving again. Okay. Um,
0: okay. We said it all Well, wow. Brandon. Uh, what
1: a great episode. Do you have anything
0: It was a really chock-full episode. I f- I feel spent. I feel spent.
1: I feel like one thing I wanted to say earlier about the ratings and reviews is with the off-season, you know, the real like dead zone kind of approaching sooner than later and we won't have as many things to talk about, you know, after the schedule and everything. We will I think maybe just dedicate a podcast to reviews and stuff. So if we haven't got to yours now or at some point, we will get to it then.
0: Is that the end yeah. of your statement? That, done. Are you done? okay. Um, I just want to say that wow. I love everyone.
1: What a really bold old statement to you.
0: Everyone, uh, the, even the, the terrible people out there. Our dog is barking in the back. I love all mm. people. I mean, you know, I just, you know, every person love that's ever existed. Um, no, you know, I love a lot of people. I'll just leave it like that. I I love a lot mm. of people. Um, Okay. Anything else? Any any final thoughts? Now it um if uh if you have any advantages or hidden aisles you want to play, now would be the time to do
1: so. So, it's funny you say that because I actually had a mock tribal council last night because uh one of my friends is moving away and she's a big Survivor fan. Shout out Abby. And so we did a surprise tribal council uh cowboys for her. oh
0: they own we own you we're in your head for That's her
1: yeah, i'm not good at talking actually. look it's not like i do a podcast or anything um so yeah it was a lot of fun and i actually did pull out a hidden immunity idol because everyone voted for me to vote me off but i had a hidden immunity idol and she got voted off instead which is why she is leaving actually Now,
0: my favorite idol play of all time first of all shout out abby um it was Adam in Winners at War playing the podium. That was the greatest idol player. I do
1: game. think he got too much flack for that in terms of... Like, oh,
0: dude. No, like, I respect the hell out of that. Like, that like, was so awesome. It is like, silly,
1: admittedly. I'm not going to say that, you know, it's like... I'm not saying... He's, he's, he shouldn't be, like, lauded as a genius for doing that. That wasn't, like, especially create. It's it, it definitely came off goofy. I get why people would, like, kind of laugh at it. Um, but it wasn't, like... He, he, there's nothing to lose. Like, he didn't actually lose anything by doing that. Like, why not?
0: Well, and survivor, like very famously hides things in plain sight. Like, you know what I mean? Like that would, wh- like, why wouldn't they like it's worth it's, a shot? The,
1: know, what was the downside sense. that you could kind of look silly on television? Okay, that's fine. But like, if it worked, he already won a million dollars. It doesn't look silly. Exactly. On television. And, it, and if again. it worked, you know, then so. he could potentially win another million dollars. So yeah.
0: Uh, my last question. I know you um you are very hard uh, when it comes to grading the Eagles rookie jersey numbers. Um the Cowboys still waiting on theirs, uh, at least at the time of this recording. What do we think of Kayvon Thibodeau wearing number five?
1: Don't like it. I hate it. I hate I hate, like I hate this new world. Yeah, so way. do I. I hate it's it's, it's dumb. They it doesn't look good. Uh, any of these defenders, these these players wearing single digits. It's stupid. I don't like it. They should also, I was thinking about this yesterday, we've had this conversation before, they should really add zero to the numbers usable if they're so concerned about numbers, like having more numbers available. Um, I was also thinking about this idea, tell me how stupid you think this is. I feel like there should be players allowed to wear a hundred jersey, but they can only wear it after like a hundred starts with that team.
0: Oh, I love that! Um, like a like, it's a mark with that team too. can like,
1: when you trade teams, it's it resets the counter. You can only wear it if you've made hundred starts with that team. I'm super.
0: I'm super down with like. Maybe not that, but like I'm I love like patches or commemorative like decorations, like you know, marks or whatever. Like I love the Walter Payton Man of the Year yeah. patch for, for Walter Payton Man of the Year award winners. I do think that we've gone a little overboard with patches, uh, because the Chiefs have the like AFC like thing and then they you know, then you've got the captain's patch. So like like I remember Drew Brees had yeah. a lot going on, on, on his on his jersey at the very end. And it's like, <sighs> okay, do you know what I mean? So like they, like that's a really intimidating thing. Um but so I like that idea I like maybe maybe it's a helmet decal Something. you know what I mean like I like there being some some sort of like special sticker I hate um uh, you know I'm not the biggest college football fan but like I hate the Ohio Ooh. State system where like where you you get the decals for awards I hate it because it's not uniform like nobody has the same helmet on that team that's dumb to me you know what I mean I think that's
1: kind of cool um, though like the better so, players
0: have a ton no nah, it's dumb I don't like that but um but yeah the number thing is stupid I think it's so dumb Big loser energy from Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, really like the player. Really sad he went into the Giants. But number five, like, dude, no. Like, he would make such an awesome, like, 99 yeah. or, like, 91 or 97. Like, that would be sick. Five. No.
1: That's the amount of sacks he's going to have this season. Over his career. His average career season in sacks.
0: Five. Uh, okay. I, by the way, I've seen a lot of people, back to TikTok, are uh, in the Jersey, like – recycling business, uh, saving their Carson Wentz jerseys and turning them into A.J. Brown. I mean, it's a so. easy conversion. They, big winner this off season, people who bought Seriously, Carson Wentz
1: jerseys. I mean, you just throw some duct tape on that bad boy and you're set.
0: Oh, no, 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 dude. Like the TikToks I've seen, there's people using like rubbing alcohol. Well, sure. If and, you like, can do it better, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're go like,
1: for it. But I'm saying- They're legit. I'm saying if you want to so, just do it super easy, I think that'd be fine.
0: Brandon, the final more uh, words I,
1: don't want to say
0: them.